This is not, it's not the length. I'm not Paul Evans. And I'm not Ben Mundy. Actually, I am Paul Evans. I am Ben Mundy. But this isn't our regular podcast. No, it's not Paul. This is something else. It's Wavelength Community Radio. Wavelength Community Radio, or if you prefer, this is where we get to chat to different folks that we think have got a story to tell. Maybe they're people who ride waves particularly well and are interesting characters. Maybe they're people who shape boards. Maybe they're people who shape a better future. Just like Tom Alacoz, he's captain of the Sea Shepherd vessel, Sam Simon. And he's been heading up an operation called Dolphin Bycatch in the Bay of Biscay. Just shy of 11,500 dead dolphins washed up along the shores of France alone last year. We're already on target for more this year. And it's all down to the activity of some fishing boats out there on the high seas. Well, I went up to La Rochelle, a beautiful city in France, and caught up with Thomas to find out a little bit more about Sea Shepherd. So, so yeah, I've, I've been sailing since I was eight or nine years old, just on little sailing dinghies. And, and I went through like kind of the normal way and, and doing yacht racing. And, and I stopped when I was 20, 20 something. And, and I came back to, to, to the sea with Sea Shepherd because when I discovered Sea Shepherd and, and I found out about all these issues in the oceans, I was quite shocked because I, I, I grew up close to the oceans. Every holiday I was on the water or in the water. And I, I got so much from the oceans, and I love being either sailing or swimming or diving. And uh, and when I realized and discovered that um, the oceans were in such bad health and facing so many threats, I was like, well, I guess it would make sense if I was, you know, trying to do something to 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 help protect my uh, playground. So um, I, I thought, oh, I can probably be useful on a ship with Sea Shepherd, and here we are now. So the. Sam Simon is uh, in La Rochelle at the moment. Uh, we're just finishing um, the dolphin bycatch campaign. So we've been here since uh, the end of December, patrolling in the Bay of Biscay. And the goal of this campaign is to um, alert on the situation with the strandings of dolphins. So there's been a lot of uh, dead dolphins washing up on the on the French coast over the past few years, and it's getting worse and worse uh, in the last couple of years. So um, the scientists are very worried because um, there's just too many of them, so there is a risk for the population of dolphins, and um, and nothing much is changing. So we are here to put some pressure on the government, on the fishermen, and uh, and just to find solutions basically, and also to to educate people and show them what's behind fishing and the different fishing methods and what it involves and what their impact on the environment. For, so for 2019, the scientists estimate, like the law estimate is around 11,300 dolphins uh, dead in a year um, for, for the French coast. And, um, and this year for the same period of time, so January, February, uh, we are already higher than last year. And last year was already a record year, so it's not looking good this year again. So basically, out of all the dolphins that end up on the beach, um, there is a, a group of scientists here in La Rochelle called Pelagis, and they are working on this issue, and they are collecting as many dolphins as they can to do uh, to do necropsies. And the majority of dolphins they, they um, uh, analyze, um, they can see that the dolphins died from uh, getting stuck in fishing gear. Um, it can be pelagic trawler. We know pelagic trawlers are uh, are a big threat for are a big uh, 
threat for the dolphins. Uh, we observed it last year, we observed it this year again, uh, dolphins caught in, in that type of nets. We also know that other uh, kind of gear, like uh, like uh, just uh, normal gill nets, bottom nets, yeah. um, are also uh, causing troubles. So um, yeah, many risks for the dolphins, and and we know that that's where they are dying. And is there a particular sort of speed that's like sea bass? Is it bah that the in particular? Or yeah, kind of well, there's not only uh, pelagic trawlers that are looking more for like uh, merlu, right, right, and. Um, and uh, and also a bit of a sea bass, of course. So so really the problem is with these um, non-selective fishing methods. So so trawlers and gillnetters uh, who are just you know uh, either fishing right in the habitat of the dolphins, and uh, and in areas where the dolphin evolves. Uh, in the case of the pelagic trawlers, basically the, um, they are basically targeting. Um, uh, fish that are targeting the same kind of food as the dolphins and so they all end up in the same area and, and that's where the when the dolphin get caught up. And is this type of fishing, is this this is allowed and it's just bad or is it actually illegal, unregulated? No, it is actually legal and that's the problem, I mean, that's the problem in a way. Uh, yeah, all these fishing methods are allowed, it's totally legal, uh, but the problem is their impact and, and we know they're having a really bad impact but at the moment it's uh, it's legal and um, yeah that's a problem and your role on this boat the dolphin bycatch mm. role mm. how are you sort of what are your interactions with fishing boats and what, mm. what kind of things are happening out to sea so what we do with the Sam Simon on this campaign is that we are um, we are patrolling in the bay and we are trying to observe uh, uh, what comes up in the net, basically. So scientists are missing data at the moment. They, we need to understand exactly um, which, you know, which boats or fishing methods are causing the more problems, uh, what time of the day, which area of, uh, of the Bay of Biscay and, and, and others. And uh, we just need more transparency, which at the moment we don't have. And many fishermen don't want that transparency. They are refusing any measure going that way. So, so we are just here to bring the transparency and observe what comes up in the net to try to understand better what the, you know, the cause of all these trendings. And I'm assuming the interactions with fishing boats aren't amicable, or have you had like much hostility? Uh, it's a, it's a mix um, with smaller boats and basically with fishermen who don't have anything to hide, it goes well, <laughs> they don't really care, um, we, we can discuss with some of them and, and you know try to understand better and uh, and some of them just you know are quite aggressive and insults and everything. And in terms of advice to people for the moment would it be just don't don't eat fish that you haven't caught yourself or would that be like a... Yeah the thing is um, and that's also our role um, most people don't really know where, you know, what goes on with fishing and where the fish come from and how it's caught and what's the impact. So, so we need greater transparency and that's what the consumer also is asking. We see more and more today be with vegetables, meat and so on. People want to know where the product come from and how it's been raised or grown and so on. And it, and it should be the same for the fish. It's a bit more difficult. It's a bit more obscure, but, um, it's really important to know what the impact of you know the different fishing methods are, and and we know uh, many of them are really non-selective. They are killing a lot of animals that don't need to, uh, including dolphins and other species. Um, some uh, some involve a, a, a huge amount of bycatch or species that are thrown back into the oceans just because they are non-selective. So 
if you can, I mean, we know that there is way too much fish that's consumed uh, these days. So if you if you don't have to eat fish, you know, it's better to not, not to. And uh, if you really want to, just go for, you know, uh, fish that are caught with sustainable uh, techniques and, and, you know, small quantity, you will pay more, but you will have much better quality and, uh, and, uh, and a much lower impact on the ecosystem. Or catch it yourself if, if you can. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and Sea Shepherd, just more broadly, I saw in the mm. news something in, the, in, in Mexico a couple of days ago, there was mm. an incident with a boat. It was like an organization that's does really get involved yeah just tell us a little bit about that and kind of what makes it unique and why people should be excited about what you yeah. guys are doing so so sea shepherd has been around for uh, over 40 years now it's been created in 77 and it's really a, a direct action organization so so we are really here to be on the ground to be on the, at sea and uh, and try to stop bad things from happening so it depends on the company it depends where you know in in which area we are um, lately, like only a few months ago, uh, a few days ago, in Mexico we have a campaign com- called Operation Milagro, which is to to protect another species of dolphin. It's called the Vaquita Marina, and it's a very small um, porpoise that uh, is only lived in this area. And there's a big problem with um, the illegal fishing of a fish that's called the totoaba for its swim bladder that goes on the Chinese market, and uh, and it's a very tough campaign. And this campaign we just basically pull up all the nets out of the oceans uh, but it makes the local fishermen angry and, and only yeah uh, they got attacked again it's a second time uh, despite having the navy and the army on board our vessels to protect us uh, they are still getting attacked by the by the fishermen because it's a very political issues and and in mexico unfortunately the fishermen have a lot of power and the the navy doesn't want to 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 do anything against them so yeah some of the, some of our campaigns can be very um, like a lot of confrontation with fishermen and, and illegal activities. Some like here are a bit more um, relaxed in a way because we are, I mean, we are still confronting some of the fishermen, but we are just here documenting because it's legal. Uh, we always, you know, stay on the side of the law and, and we are not breaking any rules. So depending on the campaigns like here, we, we, you know, we just observe what they are doing. We're not trying to stop them from doing anything just because it's legal, basically. And what's next? Are you back out in, here in Gulf of the Gascon or what's... The no, so the ship now is going down to Africa. We are doing a lot of campaigns uh, since uh, like four or five years. We've been uh, developing partnership with countries in Africa against uh, to help them fight uh, illegal fishing. So there are many countries in Africa. So at the moment we do a lot of work on the west coast of Africa. Um, and um, so it's, it's these countries who have like a big... Um, you know, big territorial waters yeah. and, and economic zone. And uh, there's a lot of fishing going on. They are very rich waters, but it's uh, it's not much regulated and they can't check what's going on. So there is, a, there is a lot of illegal fishing going on and they just don't have the, the resources and, and the equipment to just do their job of patrolling and controlling all that. So what we do is we provide a ship with a crew and we take on board... Um, coast guards or police from from the country and just so they can do their job so so we can uh, bring them with our small boats onto the fishing boats to control they can inspect it make sure everything is in order if there's anything uh, wrong illegal they don't have the license or, or anything they can decide to arrest them we escort them back to port and then the justice takes over and they can get fined and detained and so on 
So, so these, these campaigns are, are fairly new and, the, and it's really interesting because we really work in partnership with these countries, helping them to, to protect their waters. Do you, do you have a, a vin an opinion on how surfers could get more involved? Could they do more or should they? And, and just a few words on how everyday surfers, why yeah. should they care and, and what can they, what can from, they do? From what I see, uh, like in the surfing world, like there, there's, different, there's different approach. You, you see surfers who are very involved and very aware of, of you know, the oceans as, as an ecosystem and they really want to help protect it. And you can see some, uh, some uh, you know, innovations coming up with these new, for example, like new wetsuit made out of recyclable materials or, or natural fiber and things. Um, and some brands are very much involved into it. And, but there's also another big, part of the of the surfing world which is you know they just you can see the, the attitude is very different and they just use the oceans as a as a playground not not caring so much about you know the impact it can have so so you see the two different approaches um so yeah obviously we very much support the first approach and people who are really connected to the oceans and understand that the ocean is you know they are they are um visitors you know they come with their surfboard into the oceans to play and and they have to understand how it works and respect it um we saw it a lot it was very very um obvious with the shark issues like in the reunion island for example where you had surfers saying well you know of course we have to be careful we are entering their habitat and and there is a risk so it's up to us to take the risk or not and some surfers were like i want to surf i don't want sharks so you know let's kill them all and it's you know it's it's really sad to see surfers with this kind of approach, but unfortunately that's part of the surfing world. And to get involved with Sea Shepherd, people can go on the website, make mm. a donation, buy a T-shirt, what sort of things. Yeah, can so do? Sea Shepherd is we run entirely on donation, private donation. So it's it you know any people helping us either through donations or buying some Sea Shepherd gear online. Um, we have companies who will help us, like donating products or something like that. If you are working for a company, you know, who can who can help. Uh, we are running ships, and the ships there's like so many needs and very very broad. So so you know, it's uh, depending on the countries. We always get a lot of support from from companies who can donate products or services and so on. And all that help us, you know, and and keep us going. And uh, and the more we are at sea, the more we can do for the ocean. So. Cool. Let's go down the line to Newquay in Cornwall, home of Europe's finest surfing beaches, and hear from Wavelength editor Luke Gartside. Luke, you're going to tell us again about the fantastic subs offer currently available on Wavelength. Hi, Paul. Yeah, excited to be catching up with you down the line on the new, the brand new Wavelength podcast. Um, yeah, we've got some exciting subs offers in the shop. If people would like to subscribe to our print edition, you can get two free bags of Origin coffee beans. Um, we've teamed up with them, they're the best coffee roasters around. So that's two premium editions of our print magazine plus free coffee, all for 20 quid. As far as we know, no dolphins were harmed in the production of that coffee as well. That's absolutely right. How can people get in touch with us at the show or Wavelength in general? What kind of channels can they go down, Luke? Yeah, we're always excited to hear from the audience. So um, you can drop us a tweet at Wavelength Mag. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram at wavelengthsurfmag or you can drop us a good old-fashioned email, editor at wavelengthmag.com. It's Thursday today. you got, is it badminton night? What's going on in Gartside's world? It is badminton night. Yeah, we're always catching up on a Thursday, aren't we? 
Yeah, I'm going to go for a surf in a minute. It's still howling westerly, but a massive spring low tide at the moment, so I hope there's going to be a little corner somewhere. And then, yeah, straight into batters after that, it's going to be an action-packed day for me, Paul. Let's see it.